It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hey there, welcome to my show. My name is Cindy Liming and I talk about all the things that I find to be awesome in this journey called life. By sharing what I find, I hope that you too will be able to create more awesomeness in your corner of the world. Now I know you guys are probably tired of listening and hearing about the coronavirus. And honestly, there are all kinds of subtopics that I could talk about on this episode. Here in Ohio, schools have been shut down and bars and restaurants and trampoline parks and movie theaters. Pretty much everything has closed. I mean, you can get carry out, but basically any place where more than 10 people would gather has been ordered by the governor to close. I could talk about the economy and loss of jobs and how to sanitize, panic, the media. There are all sorts of things I could talk about when it comes to the coronavirus, but What I'm here to talk about today is how to get your school-aged children through this. For those of you who are new here, I am a fifth grade teacher, so I have tons of insight from a teacher's perspective and from a parent's perspective. All I want to do in this episode is to try to make the next few months tolerable for you and your child. And I want to start off by saying that I know that you're not all teachers, and for those of you who are not teachers, I totally feel for you. And you know what? I even feel for those who are teachers who are now wearing their teacher hat and their parent hat at the same time because teachers know it is it is way harder to deal with your own kid than it is someone else's kid on any given day. Most teachers are using Google Classroom for your child's online learning. However, there are many who might not... Um, know how to use it and are forced to now. So you very well may have a teacher who is trying to figure things out um, just like you are. Um, And I'm not really sure. I mean, I suppose like if I didn't know how to use Google Classroom, I might be sending out lots of emails. But um, Google Classroom really is the easiest way to um, get information out to your child online. So you should ask your child, if you don't know, if they've been using Google Classroom at school. And if so, you're in luck because they probably know how to use it already. My daughter Haley is in second grade and she has been using it at school. So the fact that a second grader can navigate through it should ease your mind. Even if you have just a little bit of a tech background, with a little bit of poking around, you could probably figure it out. Um, The perk for me is that I know how to use Google Classroom because I am a teacher and I use it every day. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a clue. 
Basically, Google Classroom is a platform that teachers can use to put work for the students to do online. And there's so much more than that we can do. We can add videos and slideshows and so much more. So pretty much anything your child needs to learn a lesson can be put on Google Classroom. The only thing, and to me, the most important thing that is missing is the teacher. At school, we can tell if your child is engaged or not. We can um, get them to pay attention if they go off into la-la land. Um, we can tell if they're confused or if they're focused or do I need to re-explain re something just by seeing their faces. Um, they can ask questions right there and then if they don't understand something. One thing that I'm doing is that I'm videoing myself so the kids can at least watch the lesson. And because I teach science, this is so important. Um, but uh, it's just so different to, like, be teaching a class and nobody's watching me. <laughs> like, it's kind of like podcasting because, you know, I'm sitting in this room talking to no one right now. Um, so you think I'd be used to it, but, you know, I'm used to doing a podcast at this point and talking to nobody, but, um, but to like do a full blown lesson and I don't have my kids there is really, really weird. Um, but anyway, making sure that your child watches the lesson and completes the work is now in your hands. And remember, I'm a parent of school age children, so I see both sides of the coin. My high school kids can pretty much fend for themselves. So mostly with them, I just need to remind them to get their work done and I need to give them a quiet space to do so. So um, the challenge for us in my house is, you know, keeping Haley quiet so that the other two can get their work done. But otherwise, um, with my high school kids, it's not too much of an issue. But my eight-year-old Haley, that's another story. And I'll get to that in a second. But we have to first put ourselves in the kids' shoes. See, they now have to quote-unquote work or learn from home. And sure, they might have been doing homework at home all year. But this, like what we're all dealing with now, is totally different. Now it's on them to get online from home and watch the lesson and complete the work. It's just so different for them to have to do it from home. So think about it. I don't know what you do for a living, but if you work outside the home, do you really feel like bringing your work home? As a teacher, I've spent many nights bringing my work home and it's not fun. In fact, it's really, really hard to switch into work mode when I'm at home. However, since I've started having kids of my own, I've had to figure out other ways to get everything done at work. And for myself, my own rule is that work has always stayed at work and home is home. My point is, is that it's challenging to work from home if that's not your normal routine. Just like your child, now they've got to work from home if you think about it that way. Now, for me, working at home also includes not only teaching my students online, but now I'm also doing laundry and making three meals a day and keeping my own kids from killing each other in my new, unquote, quote, unquote, workspace, okay? So, like, when I'm at school, I'm not doing laundry and feeding kids. I'm just dealing with my students. But now I'm dealing with my students and my own kids and laundry and food and all the things that have to happen at home. And keep in mind, at school, your kids follow a routine 
Um, they have certain times that they switch classes and they have a time that they go to lunch and a time for recess specials. They have a time that they use the restroom. And the challenge is trying to get them on a new schedule. And I know this is challenging because I am dealing with it at home myself. And if you're actually the one that's go, you still could go outside of the home to work, I'm sure that's going to be even more challenging for you. Um, I suggest that you tell your child caregiver to follow some sort of routine. I'm guessing that since daycares are probably shut down, getting your child on a new routine is either on you or the new person that's taking care of your child, which may be your parents or a friend or a relative. And you might even want to suggest a schedule for whoever that person is. Like maybe, you know, write it down for them or something. But anyway, um, your child will not be used to learning at home. I don't like bringing work into my home. And your child may not take well to bringing school into their home. And this is where I hope to provide some suggestions to help with that. Honestly, if your child is not home with you to do his or her learning and your child caregiver is, that might be even better. Kids tend to work better for other people than they do for you. And I can't tell you how many conferences I've had where I've told parents how helpful their child was in the classroom and how they always want to help me with something and clean up the classroom and they crack up laughing. I mean, I often hear parents say, well, they certainly are not like that at home. Haley's teachers, for example, have told me how well-behaved she is at school. And she's not a bad kid or anything. But let's just say, like, I mean, she's just like a pistol of a kid. <laughs> I love her to pieces. And she can be as sweet as pie. But just on any given moment, let's just say she's not as sweet as pie. <laughs> so, like, here's an example of what I'm dealing with. And I'm hoping that you can relate. My my child is not the only one on the planet that is like this. But the other day, I got a fever. And no, it was not the coronavirus. I got it checked out right away. And oddly, I only had the fever for like four hours. It was really, really strange. But anyways, I got a fever suddenly. And I needed to lay down. And I had just spent hours playing spot with Haley. And I just needed to lay down. I mean, I was feeling cold and achy. And you know what that stinker did? She yelled at me. She wanted me to play more. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, kid? But that's what I'm saying, though. Chances are pretty good that your child is better for their teacher than they are for you. And therefore, if you're going out of the home for work and someone else is watching your child, score for you. That, pro that person will probably get them on a routine better than you. It's nothing against you, but that's just how it is. So what should you do? Well, you definitely need to get your child on a routine of some kind that includes school time. And I've seen on Facebook and Twitter that some parents have posted their child's new daily schedule. Like, they have every hour of the day planned out. And I think that's great. But I have to kind of laugh at that <laughs> because Kaylee's not going to do that. We're at home. And she's not going to want to follow a tight schedule. I mean, I could fight her on this. But, you know, I've got a grand total of three kids. And those of you who have more than one kid, you know, like, you just pick your battles. I mean, even if you have one kid and they're older now, you know, you just 
you just pick your battles at this point. And um, I got enough on my plate and I'm just not willing to take the time to argue. So I'm just going to be picking my battles here. Um, I'm definitely going to put her on a schedule, but I am not going to put her on a hour by hour tight schedule. It's just, it's just too hard <laughs> and I don't need any more stress. So home is where we normally go to relax. So making this new transition is challenging. Trust me, if you can get your kids on a tight schedule, then honestly, you need to contact me and get on the show and you need to be doing an episode on how you got your child on a tight schedule because as kid-friendly as I am, I don't know. It's just I want her on a schedule, but those of you who have been posting your hour-by-hour schedules for the day, it's just I think that's awesome and I wish I could do that. I just I don't know how I'm going to without having a lot of uh, stress in the home. And and honestly, I just don't want any more. This is all stressful enough. But for the rest of us, here's how I'm going to manage it. But again, if someone else is watching your child for you, they can probably get them on a tighter schedule, especially if they're not being taken care of in your house. I'm going to get Haley on a schedule, but it's going to be more like this. Like, like our schedule, officially, we started our, our schedule today. So it, it went like this. So we're going to eat breakfast, okay, and then do one page of work and then take a break. And this can include iPad time or a little TV time or play a game with me, but I'm going to set a timer and that little break will be like 10 minutes. So use a timer. Using a timer is one of the most genius tools that I use daily. Why? Because your kid won't argue with a timer. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but if you clearly tell them, okay, first you need to do this one worksheet. When you're finished, we're going to take a 10 minute break. I will be setting a timer. And when it goes off, we're going to do another assignment. So see when the timer goes off and your child wants to keep having his or her break, you say, well, the timer went off, so it's time to get back to work. And you're going to get another break when you finish this next lesson. And I know it sounds simple, but it has worked for me at work and at home. I have been teaching for 23 years. I have a grand total of five kids, three of them who live with me, and a lot of kids have gone through my path. And I'll be honest with you, I have yet to have a child argue with a timer. My response is, if they're disappointed, my response always is, well, I'm sorry, but the timer went off. And usually they don't argue. They just do what they're supposed to do. So the other thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to set up a workspace. Um, So you're going to want to set up a workspace for your child. Um, I was going to use the kitchen table as Haley's workspace, but she kind of organically made her own. Like there's this corner on the couch that she really likes to sit in. And we have one of those, um, oh, what do you call it? Like one of those bed desks, one of those desks you can like set on your lap. Um, and, and that's, that, that's become her workspace. That's where she worked all day today. Um, you could do something more elaborate if you want. Um, I saw one of my Facebook friends created like this little office for her girls and it was adorable. It was really cute. Um, but 
elaborate or not, you definitely need to come up with some sort of um, workspace. And you might even want to get your child involved, like try to make it as fun as possible. Um, I mean, today Haley was cool with doing her work in that little corner of the couch, um, but she, she can change you know, moment to moment. So who knows what tomorrow's going to bring. But um, if I have to, I might have her decorate a little nameplate that says Haley's office. Um, I don't know, maybe I'll use some masking tape to section off a new sacred space for her. Um, I just thought of something else. Um, maybe that little desk, maybe um, I'll section off a corner of the living room and put her desk in there. And like another thing we might have to do is that we have a loft um, so maybe even use that area as her little, um, you know, her little workspace, her office. Now you may have to do something extreme and, and create like a fort or something. I don't know about you, but forts are pretty popular in my house. And, um, if I have to, if I have to bring out the big guns, we'll create a fort. That's our workspace. So it's like, I can always tell her something like, Let's create a workspace for you. Let's build a fort, and that's going to be your new office. Like I can tell you she's going to be all over it. So, um, But I'm not pulling those out until I have to. Today it was the couch, and she was cool with the couch. So we're, gonna, we're just going to go with it. <laughs> but we're, no matter what, though, there has to be a place that is for online school only. Um, another suggestion, do the work in the morning. So just like you would if they were going to school, you know, let your child have breakfast and then get them moving on school. They do their best in the morning, probably just like you do. And it's likely that your child um, has to have, or your child's teacher has to have office hours, which are designated hours when we'll be online and available. So um, you may want to build your schedule around um, the office hours in case you or, your child has a question. And if your child is younger, um, there's a good chance you're going to have to sit with them at least at first. Um, here's what I did. I went through and um, Haley's teacher sent home some papers and she also has some uh, things on Google Classroom. So what I did as the parent, I um, went through her papers and I went through Google Classroom to see what was posted for the day. And then, um, then you got to break things down into chunks. So um, and, and try to give the kids like, you know, since they're at home, you can actually give them choices. So like I told, I showed Haley everything that she needed to do. And I said, now you pick, what do you want to do first? And, and it was kind of funny. She wanted to do her art homework first. And that took her like, I don't know, like five minutes, but you know, I, I, I like to give her some control over this because it, certainly right now, for all of us, it feels like so many things are out of control. So um, so I let her know what she needed to do today. And I said, pick something. She picked that. And then um, and then she, I just let her keep picking off the list of things that we had to do. Um, <clears throat> so then what I did was I walked away. So I made sure she knew what she was supposed to do for that one little thing. And then I walked away. So if you have a child that wants to be right by your side, um, you're going to have to tell them that they need to do the work, not you. And while they're doing the work, maybe you're going to do your work too, or you're going to fold some laundry or something. And, um, and I've talked to parents, like even before all this has happened, like their kid just wants them right by their side. And, um, and I'm not sure why that is. That's there, there could be so many reasons why kids, um, want their parents right there while they're doing their homework. But, um, but if this is happening in your home, um, one suggestion is that you could do is you could give them like 
I don't know, three sticky notes or how many sticky notes you want to give them and, um, and tell them that um, they can ask you three questions. And each time you do, you're going to take away a sticky note. But tell them that each sticky note counts as another minute of free time. If they keep them all and work independently the whole time, then they just bought themselves three minutes of free time. However, if they use all of their sticky notes, then you can tell them that you can no longer help them or you can tell them that each time they need you, you're going to take away a minute of free time. The point is you don't and you shouldn't do all the work for them, as tempting as it may be. Remind them that they are still getting graded. Some kids are going to have a hard time with this since they are not seeing their teacher anymore in human form. And it will be very easy for them to just not do it at all. And school may have shut down, but it has not stopped. So we're still going over here. Um, and lastly, be patient. Be patient with your child. This is a whole new transition for them. Be patient with yourself. You are now the teacher for the most part. You're the human that's there. I mean, we're putting all the stuff up there, but now you got to make sure your kid sits there and gets it done. And that's not going to be easy. Unless, of course, your kid is just awesome. Like, gosh, I hope that's the case. <laughs> I mean, Haley didn't argue too much, but you know, there was still some screaming, you know, I mean, there was no crying, which was great, but there was some screaming and frustration. I'm not going to tell you that this went super smoothly because it didn't. I'm being honest with you. Ask questions, reach out to the teacher or other parents. If you have older siblings, ask them, or if your child has older siblings, ask them. Um, they might know how to use Google Classroom, um, but your child still needs to get educated. Be patient with your child's teachers. I mean, most of us, are, we're control freaks in our classroom. I mean, we have ways that we teach our child that we've been using for years. And please don't take this the wrong way, but we've got to give up control now. And we know most of you aren't teachers, and we know that your child probably won't listen to you like they do to, uh, do to us. Just like I was saying in the beginning. I mean, same thing with my kids. She really listens to her teacher. She doesn't always listen to me. So we have to completely change how we teach. And, and we are, you know, just muddling our way through this just like everybody else. And so we're making videos now. I just made a video to put on um on Google Classroom for my kids. It was really bad. And, and they're probably going to laugh and make fun of it because they're so used to seeing all these cool videos on YouTube. Well, my video was not as good as YouTube. It was really bad. And so um, we are quickly, as your, as your child's teacher, we're trying to learn new programs so that we can teach your child online without us um, in the best way that we possibly can. I mean, we all want to do a good job um, in this time that we're having right now. And we're taking assignments that we use for years and making them digital. I mean, everyone, everyone's adapting to change. So we all need to be patient with each other. So to sum this up, get your child on a schedule of some kind. And don't feel bad if you don't have craft time or chore time or have every hour planned like you might be seeing on Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram. You got to do you. But no matter what, 
try really hard to make breakfast and get that learning time done first thing in the morning since kids work best at that time. You gotta trust me on this one. If you put that off, it's not gonna be easy. I can tell you my first class is way easier to teach than my last class. So it's just like towards the end of the day and it's just like me at work. Everybody's done by the end of the day. So really try to get some stuff done first thing in the morning. Use that timer. Your child more than likely is not going to argue with the timer. So just give it a try. Um, try really, really hard to get your child to work independently. There's a difference between giving them an answer and leading them to the answer. And I know it's tempting, but do not do the work for them. I made sure that Haley knew what to do and I walked away. If she had a question, that's when I intervened. Remind your child that school is still in session, just in a different way. Grades are still being given. I graded papers today, in fact. And lastly, be patient with your child, your child's teacher, and yourself. We're all in this together, and I want to help my, my students and their parents as much as possible. And if you did, aren't a teacher and you didn't go to school to be one, we totally understand. If I was asked to suddenly become a nurse with no training at all, you better believe I would be in a full-blown panic. So your teachers, your child's teachers understand. So I just have to end with this. As I sat in my empty classroom the other day getting ready for quote-unquote school, I felt so empty. Yes, it's spring and the kids are used to us now and comfortable and hyper because the end of the year is almost near anyway. And we drive each other crazy at school. <laughs> and I know that I can drive them crazy on any given day and they can drive me crazy on any given day. But I'll be honest, it's only day two and I miss my students. I would love to hear how things are going with you and your child. So, um, Let's continue the conversation in my Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash YDDOA. You can also find me on Instagram at your DD of Awesome and on Twitter at Cindy Liming. Cindy Liming is spelled C-Y-N-D-I and Liming is L-I-M-I-N-G. And please check out my website for all things awesome at YDDOA.com. You'll find all the deals, resources, and links that I talk about on this show and all of the episodes. That's YDDOA.com. Make sure you check that out. And I hope that you all stay healthy and sane and have an awesome rest of the week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.